NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? It's NBA Australia. It's Thursday, November 25, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. Wild day today. Just a bit, uh... Bit overwhelmed. It's all going on. <laughs> Either way, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously. Uh, we leave that for the nerds. God, they love to take stuff seriously, don't they? Uh, absolutely batshit Thanksgiving Eve day today. So 13 games to talk about. Refs cocking things up. Some upsets, some beltings. A classic LeBron performance. Uh, so I'm going to go through all that in the NBA Australia game. Refs, I've got a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate. Spud of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, there's the unpopular opinion of the day, and there's Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's Australian player watching the Kiwi Corner, and because uh, there's no games tomorrow, no game previews. So, that's kind of weird. But either way, we'll finish off with a quick green thumbs, greenies green thumb tips for greener living with a greener future with Josh Greeny Green. <laughs> Always good. All right, so let's bloody well get to it. NBA Australia episode 706. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist jewel grooming. There you go. Use your words, Jimmy. Spit them out. Grooming champions of the world. And they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And they just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Oh my God, that's a good trimmer. All across Australia and New Zealand. I bought one for the old boy for his 60th. He loves it. It's hilarious. So, there you go. Tell you what, got some shoulder hair, the old man. <laughs> That'll get rid of it. Uh, so he's just joined over 2 million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this... Uh, this exclusive offer now as well, just for you, you get 20% off and you get free shipping with the code STRAYER at Manscaped, so check it out. Uh, i tell you what, we uh, got to try this out, the 4.0, and I love it. It's just great. The craftsmanship, the details, it's just a cool trimmer. And you got trim guards, you got a light, you press the button three times for a travel lock, it's pretty slick. And the best part is the old advanced skin-safe technology with a ceramic blade, it's just like this house, there's no bloody nicks! That's what it's all about. So, it all comes down to the simple idea. Do you want to use the same trimmer you use on your face on your nuts? Because if you do, that's gross. Because guess what? You're using your nut trimmer on your face. What are you doing? Grow up! Anyway, no one wants pubes in their mouth. Ah, So get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped to make me time the best time. Enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boyos down there. Uh, so get 20% off free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who goes anywhere near or around them. And that's what it's all about. It's not just you, mate. It's just not you. Uh, so 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack! Uh, you better, or the no defense attack. 
How was the pre-Thanksgiving games? Let's uh, get stuck into today's show the way we start every show with the daily whip around. There you go. Uh, yeah. I reckon if there's anything we've learned, better watch out for the attack of uh, let's not play too much defense. Let's get through this because I want a day off kind of vibe. Uh, upsets galore. Everything going on. Not much D in the early games especially and then late. It sort of got to the point where some of the teams are just like, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so I guess the news from today was bet the over in Thanksgiving Eve games <laughs> because people were just like, defense? We're talking about defense? Love it. Uh, the other little bit of uh, shitty news is that uh, we mentioned this yesterday during the game. PJ Dozier left the Nuggets game yesterday, and it turns out he has got a torn ACL. That sucks. So that's uh, his season done, PJ Dozier. That stinks. Because, I mean, he's like one of those classic dudes who comes off the bench for the Nuggets. Uh, changes pretty much every game that he goes into for the better. And to lose a dude like that when you're already down jamming Jamal Murray, MPJ is just another kick in the guts for Nuggets fans. Bit of a shit one. Other news! Today, Kevin Durant passed Allen Iverson, 25th all-time on the uh, scoring list, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, one of those moments when you're like, oh, yeah, KD's going to be top 10. And uh, this is with me missing, you know, an entire season with an Achilles, and uh, who knows how long you'll play for. So I love me some KD. I don't know how high he can get, but Jesus, it's going to be a long way up. you love to see it. And uh, that's about it. There's, uh, it's been quite a couple of days in terms of news as everyone sort of, uh, especially front offices or the business sort of stuff, sort of slows down over the big holiday weekend. So. Uh, but the Ben Simmons stuff, Howard Eskin, just a uh, classic Philly media uh, knife grinder is out there starting shit now saying that Simo is struggling with cash flow. So he reckons he's broke, which is pretty good. Uh, that's why apparently he's trying to sell those houses that he's got in Philly. And, uh, you know, why Eskin especially reckons that Simo might want to come back and play sooner. So he gets those game checks. And it is one of those things where you go, oh yeah, if you do have your job and suddenly you're not getting paid for your job, you're like, right, what have I spent? On- oh, fuck, I just bought a house. Ah, oh, God, i got to pay the mortgage. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, interesting one. But, look, take all that with a bit of grain of salt. Might be just Daryl Morey just uh, rolling that little ball out there, just seeing who's going to grab onto it. Right, let's fang through these game wraps. 13 games. Unbelievable. Let's do it. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps. Tell you what, fun games today. Phoenix, they beat... I guess we could put that in news. Stephen A. Smith getting roasted by J.J. Redick was pretty great, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Phoenix win at 121-15. This was really fun. The Cavs were down eight, but uh, took to the Suns. Made a big run in the second quarter. Led at the half. It was crazy. Booker was going off. Uh, Rubio and Garland were pretty good, but the Suns were sort of in control for this for big parts in the second half. But the Cavs, all credit to them. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, he's out there. Rubio. Chetty Osman goes off in the fourth. Uh, thanks to the horrible take foul that we'll talk about later, he was, he'd scored 12 points straight when he nailed this three, but they've caught a uh, take foul in JaVale McGee at the other end of the court. One of those moments where you're like, why the fuck do we not have an unsportsmanlike foul like we do if literally in every other vantage and aspect of basketball? This is ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to talk about that later. Um, but this is it. Like We'd go the throw Jared Allen out there patrolling the paint. He ties up with two minutes left. CP3, though. This is the thing about the Suns. Just their execution down the stretch. They just don't lose. They haven't lost for 14 games. It's incredible. And nobody's talking about it. The Suns are fucking amazing. 
So Booker, this is like his probably his best game of those 14 games they won. He drops 35 today. But a lot of the reason that they do win these uh, sort of gnarly, weird, close ones that just get a little bit fucky on you, and other teams might just sort of shit the bed, lose focus, crap it up on a couple of possessions, and you're like suddenly you've just blown it and you've lost by one. Chris Paul, under two minutes left, goes, right, fuck it, I'm going to score. I'll get to the line. Crowder gets the line. Boom. They just had executed them. And it's not really that much fault of Cleveland. Like, Cleveland. Cleveland! They had to deal with, like, some fucky ref shit time and time again. But, look, props to them. They were great. Uh, Jared Allen ends up with 25 and 11. Darius Judy Garland, 19 and 7. Came on 19 shots. Larry, that's a girl's name marketing. It wasn't bad. 14 and 11 for him. You need to see a little bit more of that, don't we? Chetty, Chetty, the Jedi, Chetty, the Jedi. Osmond, 23 points. He goes 5 or 7 from deep. He was like one of the big reasons they got back into this, as mentioned. Just lit it up. Uh, Kevin Love even popped up. He had 14 and 8. Nice big 3 in the middle. But they are a fun team when they're rolling. And that's why the Colin Sexton injury kind of sucks. because, And the, obviously the Evan Mobley one too. But, uh, oh well. Uh, the Suns, they shot over 52%. Look, no one's... Congratulating the Cavs on their defense. Uh, the book uh, game, I mentioned, 35. He was unreal. CP3 ends up with 17 points, 12 assists, takes over late. 16-9 and nine for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, it's good to see. Go the throw, Jaron Allen and DeAndre Ayton going hammer and tongs. Cam Johnson has 14 points, now three threes. JaVale McGee had 13-12. and 12. What an absolute joke of a weird season he's having. I love it. 9-10 uh, and 10 now, Cleveland. Oh, that's a lot of losses uh, because they were flatting and uh, now they are notting. Uh, because, I mean, this is what happens. Like, you get off to a nice start, you cop some injuries, and it all falls apart. The Cavs have lost five straight now, and they're 9 and 10. Meanwhile, yeah, the Suns have won 14 on the trot! And they're 15 and 3. That's absolutely fucking crazy. The Lakers, as predicted on this here program yesterday, bounced back, beat Indy. No Anthony Davis, though. He was out with his uh, kind of non-coronavirus virus that he was uh, dealing with. Had a fever. Is it for more cowbell? Uh, 124-116. They win this in overtime, the Lakers, because the Pacers just wouldn't fuck off. It was insane. They led for a chunk of it. They led from the very start all the way through. Dwight punches Sabonis in the face, but the Pacers just went in front of the Lakers. It was really fun. Like, they were scoring from all angles. Like, Duarte was awesome. Turner, Miles Turner, Karras, TJ. Uh, El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon. They were still shooting like shit from uh, three, but right at the end, Brogdon, like, he had 14 in the first half. LeBron had 17, but the Pacers stayed ahead all the way through the second half in control until the start of the fourth quarter when Malik Monk goes, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm Malik Monk, motherfucker. Do you know that it's my once every two to three weeks time to go off? Boom, off he goes. Bunch of threes. Wayne Ellington ties it up with eight minutes to go, and then it happens. They take the lead with three minutes left. Unbelievable. Malik Monk and one. And you're like, ah, oh, this is just inevitable. LeBron's out there nailing insane shots. Puts him up six with a huge dagger three. He's getting bloody paces fans kicked out. You're sitting there courtside. You're talking some shit to LeBron. Suddenly he's coming up with a teacher. Sir, sir, they said some mean things about me. And the lady's uh, face where she do the crybaby look at LeBron was pretty great. Anyway, uh, but Brogdon... Gets some free throws right after that. Juzzy Holiday hits a massive three. Gives him a spark. And then Duarte smashes in a game-tying three, falling out of bounds after uh, the very smart, uh, you know, foul Rusty Westbrook vibe from Indy right at the end. So they actually go to overtime. Unfortunately, <laughs> they still have LeBron 
on the Lakers. So he's getting fans kicked out. He's smashing in insane shots. He's doing the silencer celebration. It was fucking gnarly. Lakers win it. Uh, this is the thing with the Pacers. They just, without TJ Warren and without Karis Levert sort of uh, back into his groove yet, they sort of don't have that person on offense who can just go to toe-to-toe with somebody like LeBron or even Rusty. Our Presidente, yeah, 28, 14-12-6 uh, for Sabonis. A couple of blocks for Miles Turner. He went 1-6 of six from 3. Come on, Miles. Jazzy Holiday, 4-12 from downtown, 16 points. Carrots, 10 points and 13 shots. Brutal. Uh, but for the Lakers, LeBron James had 39. Rusty, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers. I'm going to get to LeBron again later. Don't worry about that. Melo, is it me you're looking for? 14 points for him. Malik Monk had 17, made three threes. He was huge. And uh, look, that's the role he's uh, really good at. And it'd just be nice if he was more consistent. Uh, 14 for Wayne Wayno Ellington. He went 4 or 6 from downtown. Indy dropped to 8 and 12. LA, they get LeBron back. Lose AD. They're 10 and 10. Feels about right. I mean... Unless you bet the over <laughs> for their season. Uh, Charlotte, 106A, eked past Orlando, 99. Um, Orlando gave them everything they can handle. Actually led in the third quarter. Mo Bamba, nailed a three. But Terry Rose, and uh, which one? They got Cody Martin, don't they? Yeah. They led the comeback. The Hornets managed it, kept them at arm's length in the fourth uh, and rode to the win eventually. Orlando, look, this is it. They can be a bit feisty, and that's why it's weird sort of looking at their season going, they're shit, but they're not that shit. And if they get Johnny Isaac back, they get Cole Anthony back, there's kind of like nice little sparks there. Uh, but at the moment, 18 and 12 for Mo Bamba. We're now at 14 and 11. Franz Wagner, hello, 16, 7 and 4. Suck, Jalen Suggs, not a bad game. 17 points, 6 assists, 5 turnovers, but, you know, not bad. Terry Rousey had 27 points for the Hornets. He said 5 assists and 6 steals. Unbelievable. Shot 11 to 22, 3 of 11 from downtown. Lamello Ball at 22-4-4. Also cocked up a hilarious reverse jam. Uh, Kelly Oubre at 21. Uh, Miles Bridges, he's uh, cooled off in the old most improved, hasn't he? 11-9-6 for him. The shot just uh, has fallen by the wayside. Orlando are now 4-15. Charlotte, 12-8. Brooklyn beat the pants up in the Boston Celtics, 123-104. Uh, strange start. Like Brooklyn got off to a massive flyer. Boston fight all the way back into it because of Al Horford, which is weird. Uh... Looking better than he did when he was last on the Celtics, which is now years ago, which is crazy. Anyway, um, but then KD, Patty Thrills, and the Nets just kind of strangulated them out of it. And this was a thing, talking about it in yesterday's show, I'm like, ah, oh, well, Brooklyn's defense won't be able to contain Boston. Well, I was wrong. Uh, very wrong. Because they were kicking the shit out of them with the Nets. Like, after three, they're up 25. The thing is, I think he got out to a 29-point lead at one point. But then Boston just dropped a 17 zip run across the end of the third and in the fourth. Got it to a 12 point game. Uh, the Nets offense, and this is one of those things where you go James Harden, ISO, KD, ISO. Uh, presumably, at some point, you'd have Kyrie, ISO. And you'd sort of just trust them to just keep it ticking along. Uh, but with just Harden and KD out there, it just ran to a dead fucking stop. This is the old. Uh, I call this the goo toilets. Like when I used to work at Metro, uh, we'd have goo, the punk, hardcore metal night at Metro in the city here in Melbourne. And you'd wander into the toilets and go, oh, fuck, what has happened here? Someone spewed, there's shit everywhere, there's glass. The toilet's all backed up, it's overflowing everywhere. It's just an absolute fucking horror show. 
That's what the Nets offense was there for about, I don't know, a good chunk of that third and fourth quarter. But this is it. Sometimes talent wins over. And KD, Patty Thrills, they fired up again. They end up running away with it, of course. Um, but it was a bit of a scare. And that's kind of the thing with Boston, though. You run out of, like, well, then you come back, obviously. We talk about this all the time. You spend that much energy getting close, and then you got to keep it going. And it's fucking hard sometimes, especially when Brooklyn go, oh, yeah, we remember how to score. So a bit of a pantsing there for the old Celtics. Four of 16 for Tatum. Ends up one of nine from three. He has 15 points, five turnovers. Jalen Brown goes five of 15. He goes 0 of eight from three. So what's that? One of 17 from three between the two of them. Yeah, you're not going to win that many games like that, are you? No, you're not. 13 for Jalen. Uh, smart. Marcus Smart had 20 points, 8 assists. Dennis Rondo had 10 points and 10 shots. Uh, average Al had 8 points and 8 shots. So just not much from the rest of the Celtics. The Nets, they shot over 50% and 40% from 3. Bloody good, bro. 21 and 8 for uh, KD. Harden had 20 points, 7 boards and 11 assists. But this was the Patty Thrill show again, wasn't it? 23 points for uh, Baller Pat. You love to see it. 7 of 10 from downtown. Guess what? He's going to pop up again later. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was awesome. He had 17 and 9 as well. To be honest, surprised by how good LaMarcus Aldridge has been. At the same time, not that surprised. Because you're like, yeah, he did get a bit of time off. And he wasn't quite as bad as you remember. And here he is. New lease on life. Boston now 10 and 9. Brooklyn, top of the East, 14 and 5. Chicago, there's a boil over. Big upset. Houston beat him in Houston. 118-113. Uh, they actually let Houston get the jump on them, and Chicago just kind of couldn't get it back. They've got Vooch back, but uh, Jalen Green came out playing his ass off, then goes out hurt, uh, hurt his left leg. No, I couldn't really see what happened, but um, Houston, look, they just rolled. Their bench just couldn't miss. Like, Daniel House was like 4-4 four four from downtown. Shingun was nailing threes. Amoni Brooks, Garrison Matthews. I think they went to like 11-21 uh, combined, which is crazy. And their starters are pretty okay. And Chicago just didn't have enough to get over. They threatened and threatened and threatened. But Houston, it's just one of those games where Chicago on a back-to-back. Houston feeling pretty good about themselves. All the shots are dropping. And the Bulls just couldn't get over it. It's It was a tough one for the Bulls. Especially, you'd see them sort of make those little runs and like get within spinning distance. And then Houston had just sort of manufacture something out of nothing, which was crazy without Green. But Levine had 28. Vuce has 14 and 13 in his return. Lonzo, 19, 5 and 5. Goes 5 and 7 from downtown. DeMar has 17, 5 and 7. Caruso, 15 and nails in three threes off the bench. But their D, they let the Rockets shoot 50% and 47% from three. And it's just one of those ones where you might overlook an opponent and Boom, they'll jump you. So uh, for the Rockets, Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for being a dickhead. 16, 10, and 6. Oh, man, we need religious discrimination bills where we can basically, if you're religious, you can tell cunts to fuck off, man. <laughs> All right. 14, 6, and 9 for KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. And this is the thing. Without Jalen uh, Green out there, you do have these weird moments where you're like, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, uh, Daniel House, You've got these weird, young, sort of rangy guards and you take one of them away and then suddenly maybe it just works a little bit better. It's a bit weird, but I don't know. 59 points from that bench, crazy. Like Jalen Green was crushing it as well in the first quarter. He had like 11 points in 10 minutes before he left. Uh, but either way, Rockets, big win. They snapped their 15-game losing streak. It's over. They're 2-16, and 16, Chicago 12-7. and 7. Toronto beat Memphis 126-113. Uh, 
Memphis's D predictably fell apart. Toronto ran over the top of them. That's pretty much the story. Jar was out there doing crazy shit early. Memphis looked good, and then it all fell apart. Desmond Brown had 20, 20 for Dylan Brooks, but Jar 23, 6, and 9. But god damn, 16 points, two rebounds for Jaron Jackson Jr. Two rebounds, Jaron. He went two of four from three. I feel like if you're Jared Jackson, you should have more rebounds than three-point attempts. I'm just saying. As a team, they went 9-29 from three. The Grizz, not good. Uh, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., he went 26, 4 of 7 from downtown. Lovely game for him. 23, 6 and 7 for Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's. But that was this. 17 as well, each for Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, and Pascal Sikum-Siakum. The starters went 37 of 68 from the floor and 12 of 23 from three. And the bench was very handy as well. They shot 10 of 21 combined. So a good win for Toronto uh, on the road. Took the best Memphis could give him. Bounced back. Kicked their ass in the second half. 9 and 9 now Memphis. 9 and 10 Toronto. Detroit. Basketball got beaten. Uh, Ship pumped by Milwaukee. There you go. 114 94. Yep. Called it. Belting. This was never close. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremiah Grant had 13 on 13 shots. Kate Cunningham. Not enough there. 9 points on 10 shots. Gross. Uh, 19 points for Trey. Not Donovan Mitchell Lyles. Weird. Uh, the Bucks, Giannis had 33-7-5. Bobby Portis had 28-10. They just crushed it up and down the roster. Like 22-8-6 for Drew Holiday. Middleton, rough shooting night. He's just sort of still slowly coming back from his COVID. So 5-17 for him. You'll forgive that. 11 points for Patty C. Detroit, 4-14. Millie Walker. I hear it's our gonkman for the good land. It is today, 11-8. Miami, shit the bed as again predicted on this here program yesterday. 113, Minnesota beat them 101. Turnovers killed Miami. You can't have that many turnovers and win on the road. Uh, big second half comeback from Minnesota. They hold, my, so Miami, some of their halves have been horrible. Like most, uh, I think it's been five straight halves. First halves, they hadn't scored over 47. They clocked that today. And then in the second half, t- scored a total of 39 points, which is, uh, checks math, not good! Minnesota, they had 59. So when you get outscored by 20 points and a half, I'm going to mark that down as uh, not great, Bob. But he had 16, 8, and 5. Only took nine shots. Uh, bam! Had 18 points. He had four turnovers. Kyle, big booty Larry. Seven points. Six shots. Five assists. Four turnovers. Brutal scenes there for the Heat. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 17 points. Jimmy, that's not bad. Yeah, he took 15 threes to get there. Fucking hell. Tyler Hero. 16 points. Jimmy, not bad either. He went 5 of 18. Gross! And 5 turnovers. 21 turnovers between everybody on Miami Heat. Brutal scenes. Oh, and Ant-Man killed Gabe Vincent. He's dead now. Ant-Man had 33, 14, 6, and 3 steals. Unbelievable game for him. Cat had 11, 6, and 4. D-Lo at 20, but Malik Beasley showed that he uh, is still alive. 5 of 13 and triples off the bench. He ends up with 29. Good game for him. About time, they need to ship him off and trade him and uh, figure out that roster. Miami at 12-7. and seven. Tough one on the road to drop that. You knew it was coming. Those turnovers, very sloppy. Minnesota are now 9-9. Nine and nine. Still in the hunt. New Orleans! 127, that's right. The New Orleans Pelicans became the Pelicans today because they beat the Washington Wizards. 127-102. My lord! They had 72 points in the first half, the Pelicans. 54. They're up 22 at the half! It was insane. Jonas came out, punched him in the mouth. He was knocking in threes. And then in the second quarter, Spindles and Devontae Graham joined in. Brad Beal's the only one for the Wizards showed up. He had 19 in the first half, but they were still down 22. Bertans was horrible. Uh, it was the same the entire second half. Pelicans just played him to a standstill in the third quarter, and the game was over. Like The benches were in with like most of a quarter left in the fourth. So that's what happens when you lose Diddy for the Pelicans. You just apparently get awesome. The Wiz, they shot 42%, 7 of 31 from three. 
The Wizards as a team hit as many threes today as Patty Mills did. Brad Beal, yeah, 23 points. And 19 in the first half. It all just went to shit after that. Uh, so fuck the Wiz. 26 for Spindles. 21-11 for My Name's Jonas Valanciunas. Josh fucking... Ah! At 16-7-4. 12 for Devontae Graham. Uh, coming back from a left leg injury, so it's good for him. Washington, they're now 11-7. and seven. The shine's off him a little bit. They're back down in fourth. And uh, New Orleans, 4-16. and 16. Nice. Good on them. Uh, OKC pushed Utah right to the edge. They lose at home 110-104 to the Yaz. Uh, they're right there. Giddy was awesome. This game was awesome. Uh, came down the stretch run. I was watching it. Donnie Mitchell had been horrible all game, then hits three shots down the stretch <laughs> and wins the game. It was fucking crazy. Uh, very sloppy, weird game by the Jazz. Jingles was... Pretty rough as guts. Bojan was all over the shop. Conley was all over the shop. Donnie Mitchell couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. But they just eke it out because Rudy Gobert is a tower. And Jordan Jeremy Clarkson really good. So Giddy, he hits an equal career high at 19 points today. He was really good. 19, 7, and 8. Uh, Dort, we need more Dort number plates. 27 for him, 5 or 12 from downtown. That's amazing. The Dort has turned into such a good scorer. is crazy to me. 13, 10, and 4 for Jeremiah Robinson. Uh, Earl. Jeremiah Robinson. Uh, Kenrick Williams, 12 points, 6 of 6 from the floor. Perfect. Good stuff. Jazz, 15 and 17 with 5 blocks for Rudy Gobert. He really was the stifle tower. Donnie Mitchell, 13 points on 16 shots. 1 of 7 from downtown. Mike Conley at 18. Bojan, 19. Uh, but not exactly crazily efficient. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, though, was really good off the bench. 20 points for him. Another rough shooting night for Jingles. He's 1 of 6 on that one, but what are you going to do? Okay, see, 6 and 12. Flip it up and reverse it. 12 and 6. That's the Yaz. Atlanta! They beat San Antonio Banderas. Spurs, 124-106 in San Antonio. This is a really good win. Because I was talking about San Antonio yesterday, and they've just got like a lot of dudes they can throw at Atlanta. And uh, the Hawks kind of knew that and leaned on Trey. And Trey outplayed DeJounte Murray, but kind of everybody else. And they just had like contributors up and down the roster. So it took like a really big team effort from Atlanta to get over here. It was basically like, you know, there's a little bit of a run in the second quarter. The the Hawks are up and they absolutely smoked it to open up the third quarter. It was like a 12-5 run. And I think they're up at 12 at that point. And then boom, Trey drops a three, drops a three and uh, Bogdan gets a nice bucket and suddenly it's a 20-point game. And they sort of cruised from there. So... There you go. Eight players in double figures for Atlanta. The Spurs, 22, 8, and 11 for DeJunte Murray. Look, if there was any, uh, I don't know, justice in the world, DeJunte Murray would be right up there at the most improved. Uh, but the problem is San Antonio aren't very good. 15 for Keldon and uh, Teenage Mutant, Yark and Pirtle. Bring your mum's best mate, Forbes, at 23 off the bench. But just, oh, the Spurs are a rough one. The Hawks, Trey, 31 and 11. Crushed it. That's 11 assists, seven rebounds. Bogged down at 18. 11 and 13 with five steals and three blocks. Clint. You love it. Uh, 12's off the bench for Reddish and Lou. 15 and 5 for John Collins. That's a total cocktail. But yeah, the Hawks crushed it. Uh, San Antonio have now lost 6 on the on the trot. They're 4 and 13. That's unbelievably... 4 and 13. The San Antonio Spurs have as many wins as the Pelicans. They have as many wins as the Pistons and Orlando. There's literally one team in the entire NBA... With less wins than San Antonio right now, it's Houston. Yeesh. Anyway, uh, so they've lost six on the trot. Atlanta have won six. They're 10 and 9. Love it. Sacramento held off Portland 125-121 in a really entertaining game. This went all the way back and forth, all the way down the stretch. Uh, 
weird game. Like the Blazers were threatening to kick some ass, and then they had some weird moments where the refs were sort of interjecting themselves and stuff. Robert Covington gets tossed for throwing his mask off, and like just it sort of happened to be near where the ref was, and the ref's like, "That's a hostile act." It's like, what are you fucking talking about? He's checking into the game. You morons. Uh, but it really sort of came down for Sacramento. Damian Jones and Marvin Bagley in the second half just did damage. And, of course, like, Davian Mitchell. We need to talk about Davian. Uh, Darren Fox gets tossed in this game. So he's, uh, you know, had a bit of lip to one of the refs. He gets thrown out. And Davian Mitchell goes, all right, cool. I'll just keep schooling fools and putting fucking CJ McCollum in a blender and we'll win. And that's exactly what happened. CJ couldn't do shit down the stretch. Dame was the only sort of uh, bit of offense that they had. Nurkic was doing a little bit of work in the middle. But, I mean, on defense, they just kind of get their ass kicked because, like, Damian Jones and Bags were just out of nowhere in that second half, kicking their ass and taking their name. So Sacramento, despite sort of trying to maybe give it up a little bit, they didn't. And this was kind of like the dead coach bounce you were vaguely expecting the last game. But there was techs everywhere. It was a weird, strange game. It was tight all the way through. And, like, Portland were up five in the fourth. And you're like, all right, this one might be over. But Bags just hitting these shots in the point in the paint. And Damian Jones is doing stuff. Buddy steps up, hits some threes. Uh, they get, I think Sacramento got up six about halfway through the fourth. And you're like, what, what is happening? This is absolutely insane. <laughs> and then Dame gets them back right into it, and Sacramento just hold them off. But Portland tied up because Norm just goes a bit bonkers. And then Davian Mitchell to the cup, and they hold them off just enough. And then Bags hits a three. Marvin Bagley hits like a capping three that puts them up seven with about 30 seconds left, and that was kind of it. It was such a strange game. So if you're going to watch much um, today, give this one a look because it's just fucking crazy. And Robert Covington, what a giant spud he was. Uh, zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds, zero blocks, one turnover, 0 of 1 in 15 minutes. No wonder he just went, all right, I'm going home. Uh, 32 and 10 for Dame. He was absolutely awesome. 28, 17 and 5 for Nurk. Also great. CJ McCollum. Not so good. One of six from downtown, 13 points, six of 20 he goes. He had six assists and four turnovers and got absolutely fucking eaten up by a rookie. Davian Mitchell just towed him. Uh, Nasir Little was really good. He had 16. And I just like, he's surprisingly big. You know, you just look at him, he's out there, and you're like, holy shit, that dude's massive. So uh, anyway, that was good. Stepped in admirably for uh, Covington. Larry Nance didn't have much impact. Uh but the Blazers, look, Dane played his ass off. CJ just sort of went MIA. Nurk was crushing it. Norm Powell knocks in 22. He hit five threes, and they don't win. It's absolutely crazy to think about, isn't it? And I'll tell you why. It's because, look, Darren Fox, he has 21. Cool. But it was all about, like, just the fact that Mo Harkless gets 12 out of nowhere. Alex Len had 12. Harrison Barnes was handy. But the 22 from Buddy Hield, he knocked in five threes. Damian Mitchell has 16. But I mentioned this, right? Damien Jones with nine points, that's found money. Ten and eight for bags, that's also found money. That's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely out of nowhere. And you're like, well, this might be the, the coaching change. Maybe Alvin Gentry is just like, fuck it. We'll roll the big fellas out there. It'll be kind of fun. 
They ended up shooting 52% from the floor. It was awesome. Huge win for Sacramento. They're now 7-12. and 12. The Blazers dropped to 10-9 and nine after uh, some good vibes a little of late. Bit of a rough one. But anyway, I picked Sacramento yesterday. Off we go. Golden State, they beat the pants over Philly in the end. This was wildly close. Philly dominated the first half. The uh, ragtag Philly Delphia 76ers without Tobias Harris, without Joel Embiid. And I love on the broadcast, they go, oh, yeah, well, they don't have Joel Embiid or like Tobias Harris. It's like, yes, and Ben Simmons, you know, the starting point guard on last year's one seed in the East. What the fuck? Anyway, so they're out there rolling George Niang, Andre Drummond, Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Alzi Matty T, who was uh, bloody good today, I'll tell you that much. And they were smoking Golden State, but I'll tell you what, they were kicking the shit out of them. Poole hits a half-court three to beat the buzzer at the half, and it's only a nine-point game. I swear, if he doesn't hit that shot... The complexion of this game changes a little bit because they just fucking had a fire lit under them coming out of the third. Wiggins, pull suddenly out of nowhere. It's a three-point game and just a massive second half in the end. They had 20 assists, Golden State. They would run over the top of them very, very quickly. And uh, that's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, when you don't have your superstars to throw the ball to, it's all well and good to have like George Niang and Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry and co. But also, like, that's why superstars exist because... It's still tied up at the start of the fourth. And, uh, like, Corkmaz, like, nailed a little nice little shot. Like, Shake Milton hit a three, a buzzer beater at the start of the fourth, uh, to end the third quarter. And Furkan gets one in off the glass, ties it all back up. But then it all just goes squirrely. Like, JTA, he's just fucking twirling, whirling, getting and ones left, right, and center. And JTA was always like, Poole is knocking in stuff. Steph finally makes another three. Wigo's knocking in threes. And they ran over the top of them. So they hold them to 35 points in the second half. Philly had 34 points in the first quarter. They had 35 in the entire half. It was insane. So meanwhile, they uh, the old Golden State Warriors dropped 64. So what I say earlier about outscoring a team by 20 in the in a half, yeah, it's good. So that's exactly what they did. Gnarly game. Uh, yeah, Curry on Curry violence. Seth Curry ends up with uh, 24 points, but he goes 0 of 5 from downtown, which felt like kind of, you know, a bit funny early. And then it got worrying late because you're like, oh, shit, if he'd hit a couple of threes, this might be a lot closer. Uh, 19 and 5 for Tyrese Maxey. He was playing his ass off, but again, young. 0 of 5 for Andre Drummond. I love it. 1.12 rebounds. <laughs> George Niang, bit handy, uh, but that was kind of it. Danny Green, a couple of threes. Isaiah Joe, a couple of threes. They couldn't quite get enough from Shake or Corkmaz. They both had nines, and uh, not enough there for the sixes. Meanwhile, 25 for Curry on the sixes. I mean, 24 on for the sixes, Curry. 25 for the Warriors, Curry, the good one. And he actually hit some threes. He hit six threes. He had 25 points in tennis. He was awesome. 19 for Wigo. He was bloody good. 10 for Draymond with 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 17 for Poole. 13 for Juan Toscano. There's only Juan Toscano Anderson. He was awesome. Flying in off misses for putback dunks, crushing and ones everywhere, twisty layups. He had 6 assists as well. He's up at 13, 6, and 6. 12 points for Otto Porter. I like to get blood to 4 or 5 from downtown. Just a really good team win for the Warriors. They just did a little bit of everything. They had 32 assists. They had 42 field goals. It's insane. They shot over 52%, almost 40% from three. Absolutely crushed it. They are now a league leading 15-2. Philly dropped to 10-8. and eight. 
Love to see it. Let's do a uh, NBA Australia proof performer of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Bobby Porter. Ah, oh, really? Bobby Porter's Jimmy. Fighting Bobby Porter's fighting around the world. Uh, I just want to mention him. 10 rebounds, 28 points, 10 of 14. He got 6 of 7 from 3. He was awesome. The Curry duel was really fun. I enjoyed the Seth and Steph. So you got the good one and the shit one. Uh, Giannis dropped 33-7, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. But he played Detroit, so let's all settle down. So this sort of came down to 2. Devin Booker was awesome against the Cavs. 35 points. He went 14-21 from the floor. 2 of 3 from 3. But it really probably ends up being LeBron, doesn't it? It's probably LeBron. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. Uh, 13 of 29 from the floor, but he goes 5 of 12 from downtown. And some of those were just the backest of breakingists. <laughs> Breakingest of backs. Shots you'll ever see. 39 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks and a steal. And 1 whinging to the teacher. Uh, I've no idea what those fans said. And there's been very little in the way of reporting because it was in Indy. And uh, no one's really covering shit in Indy. Uh, but he was in. He was amazing. The big balls dance. He gave it the Sam Cassell dance after hitting one of those threes. Like a massive long uh, shot that he hits in overtime. Gives it the old silence of the stomp, stomp, bam, bam. Uh, the fall away dagger, though, right at the end was just absolute. Like the way it splashed in, you're like, did it hit the bottom of the net or did it go through? And you're like, oh, of course it went through because it was an amazing shot. It was just one of those games where you're like, Ah, oh, LeBron's really good. And then you think about it a little bit longer, and you're like, ah, oh, Indy don't have anyone to guard LeBron as well. <laughs> like, they had Miles Turner running for bunches, and you're like, that's pretty good. Bit of size on him. Miles Turner's got a bit of speed. LeBron's like, I don't fucking care, bro. Going straight by dudes, dropping the threes. And when his threes dropping, it was amazing. It was just such a nice... Look, don't ever get me wrong. I fucking love LeBron. I think he's great. I think he's amazing. I think we're going to turn around and go, that's incredible to see, like, 1B in the history of basketball, in terms of overall, I'm going to go MJ, it'll be it'll be LeBron once it's all said and done. Incredible career. And this is one of those moments where you go, yeah, he's fucking awesome. I just wish he wasn't on the Lakers. <laughs> spud of the night! Spud, 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 spud of the night. Spud of the night. All right, I already mentioned Robert Covington. Lord Robert Covington with the 15 minutes of complete ineptitude. The old uh, Tony Snell uh, line of uh, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero anything. Uh, one foul in his 15 minutes. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, thanks a lot for coming, Robert, uh, and then getting tossed. RJ Hampton, though, former New Zealand breaker, 0 of 7 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 0 points. He did have 6 assists. So I don't want to shit him too much, but 4 of 16 for Tatum. Unbelievable scenes there. One of nine from downtown with his five turnovers and 15 points. Gordy Hayward goes 0 of 6. That was a bit of a shocker for the old uh, Hornets because they get by, uh, you know, a pretty feisty kind of Orlando team without Gordy doing much, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, 0 of 6, 0 of 4 from downtown. He had three rebounds, two assists, two steals, but... Uh, Andre Drummond, I already mentioned that. The 0 of 5 with his 12 rebounds. <laughs> so 5 turnovers as well for Andre Drummond. Hilarious vibes. 
But Davis Batans makes his triumphant return to the spot of the night. One of ten from the floor in 19 minutes. He had three points because he goes one of nine from three. Three points, two rebounds, and four fouls in 19 minutes. Davis Bertans and stupid Amish beard. I'm back. Hello. Love to see it. Happy with that. Lots of spuds flying everywhere. Right. Who's old mate? No mates, however. Old mate. No mates. Old mate. No mates. Old mate. No mates. Old mate. No mates. Who's got no mates today? How about the refs? That was just... So I don't know if it's because there's 13 games and you're like, ah, shit, it's all going down. And it's sort of just like the sheer volume of refs fucking up sort of just built up and up and up. Like the charge call on Ant-Man was brutal. Uh, Tony Brothers killing the Celtics just straight fucking dead with like horrible, weird, absolute fucking run-killing calls time and time again against the Nets. It was pretty weird. Lonzo Ball getting called for an offensive foul for like shooting. And then once he landed, he slipped. And the refs were like, that's an offensive foul on Lonzo. You're like, what are you fucking on about? Tossing Robert Covington for throwing his mask off. Some of those techs late in the Sacramento Blazers game were just fucking crazy. The refs... Look. Oh, even that JaVale call, right? Like the take foul. If you've got fucking half a brain and you're a ref and you see JaVale sort of wrap up a dude but Chetty Osman's like halfway through nailing a three, just don't fucking call it. Don't reward JaVale for being a shit bloke. Like, this is what, we're going to get to the unsportsmanlike stuff, but Jesus, just don't call it. So, refs, remember, no one is there to see you do your fucking job. Pull your head in and do better. Pantsing of the night. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Cody Martin got demolisherated by Wandale. Straight down the lane, Cody's like, I'm going to do the team thing. Bang! <laughs> Got straight killed. Uh, Shingoon, he got uh, jumped on by Ayo Dosunmu. Dosunmo. I love it. Ayo, destroyed the Turk. Shingoon got got. Uh, Ayo just fucking lined him up and banged on his head. Uh, but of course, Anthony Edwards, aka Ant Man, killed a guy. We all saw it. We saw a man get murderated uh, and buried into the earth's mantle. Gabe Vincent, prayers up because uh, he's dead now. He's just gone. He was obliterated. There's no remains. See ya. Ant-Man lining up a dude off the perimeter, and he's like, I'm going to take a charge. Ant-Man nearly fucking jumped over him and got the dunk, and they call a fucking charge. You jerks. What an amazing vibe, though. So, yeah, Gabe Vincent, that is uh, one that he's going to wear for a while. And when I mean wear, I mean the picture of Ant-Man's nuts that is now permanently etched in his forehead. Right. Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll tell you what, LaMelo was uh, pretty bloody good today, uh, and so was Lonzo. So the balls uh, stepped up. <laughs> 22-4-4 for LaMelo, 4 of 9 from downtown. Just unfortunately, in terms of uh, making an absolute fucking goose out of yourself, uh, that's where LaMelo found, uh, fell. Because in terms of old mate, no mates, we also got the dunk on him for fucking up a dunk. Wasn't that beautiful? Unbelievable scenes from LaMelo. He's like, hey, man, in the middle of this game, what I'm going to do, man, is like line up, I'm going to bounce the ball, and then I'm going to reverse jam it. 
you actually meant to get the ball in though, Lamello, and uh, flat out pantsed himself and left out there as an all mate, no mates, as everyone's laughing at him. So pretty good. So in terms of actually better than Lonzo Ball, how about this little stat about Josh Giddy today? Joining Lamello Ball and LeBron James is the only teenagers ever in the NBA to reach 100 assists and 100 rebounds in the first 20 games. There you go. He's not better than LaMelo, but he's better than Lonzo Ball. Righto, let's do some Yenas right after this. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yenas. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewery. Oi, if you're in Melbourne, party time. Absolute party time. We're getting in towards Chrissy. If you're going anywhere, bring some beers, bring some wine, bring some cocktails, and go to thedailyliquor.com and bring... The bottle load of you. That's right. That's what it does. So if, if it's for them, if you're in the Melbourne metro area, if you get your order in before uh, noon, they'll bring it to you that same day. It's awesome. Go smash the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in the code Strayer, and you get a free six pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate Jimmy. All their beer selection, wines, and cocktails. There's something there for everybody as long as you're over, teen, over 18, of course. Go check it out. The dailyliquor.com rules. We're going to smash some of those tonight. Uh, I've got some Yanars. Dan Drosher. So. This one uh, came in while I was uh, recording yesterday from Dan. Yeah, nah, today was the perfect encapsulation of the pandemic P experience. 26 points from 23 shots at 30%. Doing a bit of everything. Hits a three with a second on the clock to force OT. Shits the bed in OT. 0-3 field goal attempts and really didn't want the ball. Yeah, nah. Yes. And this is what I brought up on yesterday's show, having literally just watched it all uh, sort of fall apart for him because... It was a really feisty win by Dallas. But if Paul George wasn't on that Clippers team, there's obviously no way they're anywhere fucking in this. And it is also one of those ones where you kind of want to go, oh, Paul George, what are you doing in the overtime, man? And then you're like, oh, the reason they got to overtime is because of him. And he's taking that many shots is because, like, the next best player on his team is fucking Reggie Jackson. So they're not... Fucking Reggie. They are Reggie Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> it's like, wait. Who on that team's fucking Reggie Jackson? Damn. It's getting sexy up on the liquors. Ah, oh, the Clippers. Sorry. Ah, uh, right. But that's a good one. I love the uh, It's a perfect encapsulation of the Paul George experience, though, because he is always going to be that superstar where you just want that little bit of extra. And you saw it today from LeBron. Like, that's the f- like kind of hilarious flip side. LeBron gets them over the hump against the Pacers, gets him to the overtime, you know, well, you know, the Pacers force overtime, but during overtime, LeBron's like, right, fuck it. We're not losing. Boom. Gets him over the hump. Paul George couldn't do that yesterday, and that is a lot of the Paul George experience right there. Really fucking good, but not going to be an all-timer. It's weird. And uh, Dan also <laughs> threw in a, yeah, nah, LaMelo, not going to get invited to the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, he's not, is he? I mean... I think I posted that clip and then it's like, this is me on an eight-foot rim. To be honest, someone made a joke. It's like, Jimmy, that might be you on a six-foot rim. And to be honest, they might be fucking right. Uh, I've got the hops of a cinder block. Not the hops to get over a cinder block. I've got the hops of a cinder block. This is what happens. Just fucked hammies, fucked knee. I'm just, I'm a ruin of a man. Uh, so Lamelo is not going to get invited to the dunk comp, that's for sure. We just get Greg Brand in there, off we go. Uh, and then the obvious one from today, FIBA. Should they just fucking instigate the take foul rule right now? Fuck the end of the season because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, nah. I mean, I can see why people would be like, I don't think we should change rules halfway through the season. At the same time, fuck it. Why not? 
<laughs> like, you're going to do it anyway. Why not just do it now? You've only played like a quarter of the season. Wouldn't you rather play three quarters of the season with the better rule? <laughs> Seriously, like that brutal take foul in that Cavs game. In the middle of a big run, the ref stops to play as Jedi, the Jedi. Osman is nailing it a three. They're on a massive run, the Cavs. And it just completely fucking killed like what momentum they had. Because fucking 94 feet away from the action, JaVale McGee decides to give out a bear hug. And you're like, what are we doing? Just get... We're going to legislate that out anyway. Unsportsmanlike foul. Two shots and the ball. Why shouldn't we just be doing that now? And also, I feel like for the rest of the season, if nothing else, the ref should be like, hey, if you do that shit, we're just not going to call it. Or we're going to let basically them go with some continuation and then call a fucking shitty ticky-tack foul on you. Which is what they should be doing this season anyway. Because take fouls fucking suck. We all know it. And it's like been one of the weird things for like this quarter of a season anyway, right? Where... We've had some awesome rule changes with the offensive kicking out and all that sort of shit. And you do see players, like, think about going, oh, I'm going to lean into this guy and jump up and, like, do a fucky sort of, oh, I can't do it, shit. And they have to think a little bit more, and it's way more fun because of it. So this take foul is going to be awesome because we don't want breakups in the flow of the game. Basketball, the reason why we're up to 706 episodes of NBA Australia is because basketball's fucking beautiful. It's a beautiful game to watch when it's played beautifully. And the spirit of the bas- of basketball is to not fucking wrap up a dude fucking 50 metres away from the play. What are we doing? That's insane. Change it. Of course. There's not much yeah, nah about it. Just fucking do it. And should they do it in the middle of a season? Yeah, fuck it. Sucked in. This is the rule now. Deal with it. Anyway, unpopular opinion of the day. Maybe changing the rules halfway through the season. Is that unpopular? <laughs> Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, look, from all the uh, results, this might be slightly unpopular, I don't know. All the results from today, don't stress about them. It's Turkey Day tomorrow. I already talked about how all the defenses were kind of like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Always bet the over on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Everyone's getting a day off. They're like, fuck it, we'll just put up some shots. Off we go. Uh, but really, this sort of comes down to the JJ Reddick thing. Uh, so him telling Stephen A. Smith was fucking great. We all know that. Um... So he's like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, if you watch the games, I played the game, Stephen, you fucking idiot. And Stephen A. Smith is like, what What the hell? What was that? What the hell was that? And uh, the jokes are being made, like, J.J. Reddick's never going to be back on PTI. He's going to be buried, like, with uh, Jay Billis at, like, fucking 1 a.m. But I'll tell you what, what it actually did, I loved it. Because for all the other former players they have on ESPN and all this sort of shit, how fucking few of them have called these dumb fuck talking heads out on their bullshit? JJ's like, fuck you, Stephen A. Smith. You're talking shit. You are talking out your ass. You're making things up. You don't even believe this. Blow it out your ass, you idiot. And JJ did, which is fucking great. We need more of that because this is what happens. You need former players not to just sit there and be a fucking giant suckhole to the host. Like, Kendrick Perkins, as much of a giant dumb fuck as he does sort of come across, on the odd occasion, you do fucking scoop through piles of shit. You do find some gold on the odd occasion, right? But this is what happens. You let one talking head dictate discourse, and it becomes fait accompli that what they're saying should be like accepted wisdom. It's like the line of fucking suckholes that Bill Simmons has on to agree with him every show, right? 
Like, we need more folks challenging the loudest voices out there time and time after again. Um, because that way, you finally sort of maybe get to some sort of idea of an actual, not so much universal truth, but you get a better understanding of things. You know? And that's what JJ Reddick was like yesterday. He's like, no, we shouldn't be complaining about fucking LeBron. It's this weird fucking myth of him not being tough is ridiculous. No one would ever want to fucking cross him. Of course everyone was afraid of him. They're all afraid of him on my... Look how big the dude is. They're not going to fight him. It's like, get the fuck out of here. It's insane. So, yeah, good on him. I love that. And finally, Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one blooming onions time. No one knows what the fuck these things are back in Australia, but we're going to flog them off to you, Yanks, because guess what? Onions are cheap as fuck, and if we deep fry them, you'll eat the shit out of them, you fat fucks. Look at you, you American bastards, just getting... Oh, my God, that's gross. Anyway, two for one, only back. And today's flame grill take is... Very clearly, the Sixers are better paying Spen Simmons to fuck off and stay away and playing Tyrese Maxey instead. Because they're just a better team without him. Offense greater than defense. Only. And Outback, uh, to be honest, this sort of like just stemmed from the simple idea of going, hang on a second. The last three games, like, yeah, Philly haven't won, man. Like, they don't have fucking so many of their dudes, whatever. But Tyrese Maxey finally missed a free throw today. And you might go, Jimmy, that's a bit weird. Why would you bring that up? I was like, well, he hadn't missed any the two games before. He'd gone 25 of 25, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. And instead, he ends up 27 of 28. Because <laughs> he missed. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons doesn't want to fucking shoot in fourth quarters. Give me some Tyrese Maxey. Off we go. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do a bit of a uh, Australian player watch, shall we? Tell you what, it's bloody good. Spurs were uh, out there today because that meant rock him, suck him, block him, block him, Landau's back, baby. Woo! I'm gonna lead off with Jock because it's. Ha- I'm just happy to have him back. So we got five minutes today. He goes one or two from the floor. Oh, one from three, but ends up with two points and one foul. He was a plus three. In a game they lost by 18. Uh, but thanks, Jock. That was good. I'm just happy to see him back. Uh, having, you know, tested positive for COVID. Hopefully he's feeling good now. We knew that he was on his way back. It's just fucking great that he got some uh, minutes today. So five minutes, two points. Off you go. Shoots 50% from the floor. You love to see it. Uh, but obviously the big one today was Paddy Thrills. Paddy Mills continuing his massive hot streak. 23 points today. 8 of 12 from the floor. 7 of 10 from 3. One rebound, two assists. Uh, you may have seen my tweet about his uh, shooting stats. We're going to talk about them in a second. In a surprise, Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Line him up, boy. Uh, but Paddy, basically playing the best basketball of his career, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the fucking face, the only person who could hold Paddy back 
as Greg Popovich. Jingling Joe Ingles, struggling in terms of his shooting uh, against OKC. And Josh Giddy today, one of six from the floor, all from three. He had one rebound, two assists, one steal, and one turnover. Bit of a rough one. Flip side, Josh Giddy. I mentioned this earlier, equal career high, 19 points. He played his ass off. His vision is amazing. I think he's, uh, what did I say? He's got better vision than OPSM. Uh, shot 8 of 15 from the floor, 3 of 4 from downtown, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Did have 6 turnovers, but that's okay. You get that on the big jobs. Loved it. What a great game. Uh, Aussie Matty T played himself a game as well against the Warriors, and he was pretty good. Played 33 minutes, got the start again, 3 of 5 from the floor, 1 of 3 from downtown. Ends up with 7 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. I love it. He's a defensive menace, is our Matty T. Always out here crushing it and doing a bloody good job out here representing Australia as well he can. All right, let's do it in the uh, Kiwi corner and see how Stephen Adams Brew is going uh, because that's what we do on Thursdays. All right, so big Stephen Adams. Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle of late, I'll tell you that much, because out there for the Grizzlies... The Grizz are just a bit uh, up and down. And they're trying to figure out how to play Stephen Adams. And Stephen Adams isn't doing them too many favors at the moment. So since we last checked in, last uh, Friday he played the uh, Clippers. And he had two points, ten rebounds, five assists, and a block. And you're like, that was good. Happy days. And then the next day he has six points, two rebounds, one assist, and one block. Well, that's actually two days later. Against big Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves in that game. They got absolutely fucking obliterated in. Uh, the problem is, again, with the scoring, two points, eight rebounds, 0 of three from the floor as well, four assists, one block, three steals, though, in that crazy awesome win that Memphis pulled off against uh, Utah. He played 24 minutes in that, and then two points, six rebounds, two assists against the Raptors today in a big, tough loss. Played only 20 minutes, though, only one foul, so just no one really there for Toronto for, uh, for him to go up against, and uh, Memphis... Up and down, I'll tell you that much. So, a bit of a tough one. <sighs> so, Stephen Adams, like, he did sort of start off promisingly there. But uh, after, you know, one or two little hits and bobs there, uh, the production is taking a bit of a hit and so of his minutes. But hopefully he'll be back pretty soon and uh, firing at all cylinders. <laughs> right? Right? All right, let's do a Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot a shot. Light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. Patty fucking thrills. So today, obviously, as I mentioned, 7 to 10 from 3. That's pretty good. On top of that, though, absolute flamethrower territories for our Patty. Because this is his sixth game so far this year with five over five made threes, which is pretty crazy, right? Five made threes is a lot. And if you drop it down to four, I think he's at uh, eight or nine games. Uh, but this is his fourth game in the last six where he's made over five threes. And in that time, he has gone an absolutely fucking bonkers 33 of 56 from downtown. <laughs> That is absolutely fucking crazy. That is that's hotter than the sun. That's hotter than Yasmin Bleeth. Like, what are we doing? That's insane. So, his last six games, Patty has just gone. A lazy nine of twelve, 
2 of 5, 6 of 12, 4 of 8, 5 of 9, 7 of 10. It's easily his best stretch in his career. He's lighting it up. He's been fucking amazing. And I've loved every second because Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, put him in a position to succeed, give him some time, put him in a fucking structure that actually works, give him some goddamn actual, I don't know, confidence and let him go and look what you get. The best shooter in the NBA right now. Righto. Well, let's go to the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This was actually a really lovely one from Joe Ingles today. Because uh, he caught up with a buddy. Did our Joe? Talking about one of the best. Prayer hands, prayer hands. Always a pleasure at Ekpiudo. So one of his old teammates there in Utah hanging out in OKC. Getting some hugs in. Picture of them. Just chilling. And it was kind of nice. So you love to see that, don't you? Righto. Let's do the... Uh, well, there's no game preview, so we'll do some... Uh, we'll check up on the picks. And then that'll basically it, be it, won't we? So let's go to inadvertent vein. Uh, no game previews, Jimmy. No game previews. That's right, inadvertent vein. <laughs> uh, weird one. So we went. Out of the 13 games today, it was very fucking wild. So you may have noticed that in the game wrap. So we went one, two, three... Four, five. Uh, five, 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 six. <laughs> six of 13. It could have gotten much worse, but we nailed the last two. So uh, six of 13 today. Where does that leave us for this season? Let's quickly do some maths. That's 151 of 271 for the season. So that's pretty good. So no games to predict tomorrow or preview. It's crazy. And I thought about taking off the day i got to go do some stuff, but we'll do a big preview of the uh, of the weekend. And we'll do a bit of a giving thanks show. What do you reckon? Does that sound good? A bit of giving thanks. Because it'll be Thanksgiving tomorrow in the US. Always one of my favorite times of year when we lived over there. I uh, loved it. We might even... Uh, we might sort of wrap that up in some quarter season power rankings. So we'll talk about every team tomorrow and uh, then do a big weekend preview for you. And uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know... Keep you entertained. Heading into the big, 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 big NBA weekend. Sound good? Good. All right. Well, that's it. Done for today. Back tomorrow, as I said. And uh, follow NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG all the time. We're all over that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up. Good fun one this week. Get a bit boozy by the end of it. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out. Adam finishes off his season with an absolute belter of an episode. So much good stuff going on. So go check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well. Check it out, what he's up to. Always great stuff. Uh, get some merch, get some merch. NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Go on. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app, manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER and get 20% off from free shipping at the moment. Look after your family jewels the way they deserve to be. TheDailyLiquor.com. Bang in the code STRAYER. Get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne on me and uh, Knowable. Download that app from the App Store. Get smart today and get 20% off with the code Australia. All right, big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. And uh, also big thanks to Joshua Delaretis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear, through, hear throughout the show. There you go. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Down Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, and remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. It's what we do, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with a pretty quick Greenies Green Tips for a Greener Life with Josh Greeny Green. And we'll see you tomorrow for a nice, fun one. Big preview show. This will be good. All right. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And, oh, happy Thanksgiving if you're in the States. Oh, later, Hosen. Yeah,
G'day, Josh Green here with Greenies Green Tips for a greener life with Josh Greeny Green again. Just here with all your gardening and environmental tips. And I'll tell you, it's a great time of year to get out there and make your garden look schmicko as or make sure you got everything, all your ducks in a row out the back of the house or on your little bit of a garden that you might have if you've got an apartment out on a balcony or on a windowsill or whatever. What it's all about is, you know, if you're digging holes, walking around, planting shit. Anyway, but one of my favourite, favourite green tips is, if you've got a house, get a bloody water... What are you doing? I fucking love water tanks. Water tanks are fucking awesome. You can save water. It falls in the fucking score, you collected. What are you doing? Water, get your fucking water tank, you dickhead. Fuck, get around it. Fucking love water tanks. They're green ass. Save water. Righto. All right, so that's it for Josh Greeny Green's Green Tips for a Greener Life with Josh Greeny Green. Save some water and get a bloody water tank. I know I've been Josh Green. <laughs>